This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Artbase. Are you managing an art collection or an artist studio or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and you can use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and so much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com today to learn more. And be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Finally, we have auctions again. After pushing back the May contemporary auctions due to COVID, arguably the biggest auctions of the year, they finally began on Monday with Sotheby's. I have to be honest, I've never seen such amazing production value for an auction in my life. The podium, the backdrops, the foam bidders across different screens around the world. It looked like something out of Star Trek. And the sales results were quite robust. We really weren't seeing any effects of the pandemic on the auction results. And in fact, I think what we really saw were the effects of inflation. In particular, inflation for assets that the wealthy are pursuing, which of course includes fine art. It'll be really interesting to see if Phillips and Christie's have strong results as well. And speaking of which, in this week's episode of the podcast, we're joined by Rachel White, a specialist at Christie's and also the head of their post-war and contemporary morning sale in New York. Rachel joins us ahead of their major Christie's One auction taking place on July 10th. You can view the catalog right now, as well as watch and participate in the auction on the 10th by visiting Christie's.com. We chat with Rachel about the COVID pandemic and how the auction house successfully transitioned from live auctions to online auctions and private sales. Rachel also touches on the potential for online auctions in the future, even after live auctions return on a regular basis. Further, we discuss the resiliency of the art market and the extent to which it was affected by the pandemic. And then Rachel helps us preview Christie's 1. What will the auction experience be like? Was the material in the sale impacted at all by COVID, and what are a few of Rachel's favorite lots in the sale? It was a really fascinating conversation and enlightening to hear the perspective of someone from one of the major auction houses. So hope you enjoy the episode. Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. Great having you. So I want to talk to you. I'm really excited to have you on. We've covered kind of the COVID pandemic and really the market the last few months. Um, We haven't had a chance to speak with someone from an auction house, so I'm really excited to have you on. And um, I know at Christie's you have a big sale um, coming up next week, so we'll make sure to touch on that. Um, But I really want to start with kind of getting your sense as to um, you know, how Christie's really adapted during the pandemic, especially, you know, at the beginning when you were forced to physically close and you weren't having live auctions, um, you know, which is really the core of, you know, the auction house's business. And instead, it seemed like you had to rely more on private sales and really the online platform a lot. So kind of to start off, tell me about really that transition and what it was like uh, at mm-hmm. Christie's once, you know, you physically had to close. 
Yeah, it was kind of a wild ride, wasn't it? I mean, if you asked me at the beginning of March where I would be at the beginning of April, it was not sitting at home doing deals and selling artwork through online sales. Um, but there we were. Um, it was it was truly unprecedented. And I think that for a brief period of time, everybody was kind of wondering what's going to happen. Um, and and that, that first week of like kind of national lockdown, I think everybody was kind of just taking a deep breath and and watching and waiting. And then, you know, you get bit by the bug and it, it, it just picks back up in a very organic fashion. Um, you know, people were looking to buy and people were looking to sell and, um, and we're there to cater to that, you know, so we just had to figure out a way to do that. Um, so online auctions, you know, really, took the, the forefront, I would say, um, just in terms of volume, um, because we, we did have a lot of, a lot of artwork that, um, that people were, were wanting to sell and we needed some sort of means of doing so. So, um, I think, uh, I saw a stat that our online sales since lockdown, lockdown were nearly quadrupled, um, which is just crazy. Um, because, you know, 10 years ago, the notion of an online sale was so foreign to people. Um, and we were moving so much material during the, you know, the past three months through online sales, it became kind of natural, I think, for for collectors to, to do that. And a lot of that was based on the fact that we've been building out our online sales for so long. So I think, you know, having a, a digital presence made it um, much easier for people to just kind of shift their collecting habits from a live sale room to an online platform. Um, and then private sales were, were big too. Um, you know, I think, again, when you're thinking about, you know, through the lens of, of a collector and lockdown happened and you're, you know, used to traveling all over the world, you've got business meetings everywhere, you've got events and, and engagements, and you're just going 90 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden you're home, and you're with your family, and you're looking at the walls of your house, and you're noticing a void or a hole. You know, I, I've i always wanted an early 1980s Boslets. I always wanted a 24-inch Red Albers, like these kind of thoughtful um, approaches to collecting um, were happening in ways that I don't think they often are. And so um, so we were able to react to that. And we did a lot of private sales um, during those first few weeks. And, and um, really, I would say, until things started opening back up in, in the Northeast, we were um, just really out. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. I always felt, you know, talking speaking about the online auctions um as well as um the uh, you know, in terms of private sales, but really with the online auctions, I always felt like, you know, the auction houses such as Christie's um, you know, are really in a prime position to be able to thrive on that kind of platform because you have sales across the world. You have sales in London, for example, and oftentimes the bidders aren't there in London. They can't see the work in person. And, you know, they really go at the end of the day kind of goes back to the brand, um, 
you know, that Christie's has built over the over the many years and the trust that people have. And I think that allows, you know, something like an online uh, platform at Christie's to succeed, especially during this time. And I'm curious what kind of your takeaway and other, your other colleagues has been about the potential for online sales. And, you know, once kind of yeah. the COVID pandemic is resolved, hopefully sooner than later, but when you kind of go back to live <laughs> auctions, is there an anticipation that these online sales will play, you know, a greater role in the future? Yeah. Well, I mean, to your previous point, you know, and, and the kind of the certain comfort level that people have in our regular auctions in New York, our live auctions, for example, um, we have so many participants from all over the world, Europe, Asia, South America. And so the online bidding channel, I think, is no different than seeing a JPEG of a work um, from Hong Kong and, um, and you know, have, reviewing everything kind of digitally before participating in a live auction. Um, the online auction, I think, gives a little bit more independence to the, the bidder, uh, which a lot of people like, um, but everything else is the same. And so I think that that relative ease of uh, participating in an auction that online channels provide um, and the relative comfort level that our clients have built over the past decade um, will definitely create a um, kind of a, a new arm of the industry. We've been going in this direction for so long. Um, I think if, you know, if, COVID has shown us anything, and I, I mean not just auction houses in the art world, but humanity in general, it's to be nimble and to pivot and to react accordingly. And so this, I think, is showing us that it's kind of pushing us into that new, into that new realm. I, I definitely think there's a certain level of excitement and energy that comes from a live auction that's being hosted by a live auctioneer. And that's actually why for our big marquee auction, we decided to do what we're doing. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's, you, you can't deny that there's um, a certain, you know, sex appeal, if you will, to those. Um, but uh, I think we've learned that it's not always the case. It doesn't have to be the case, you know, and that with the online sales, we can, we can still cater to our clients, which is, you know, acting as a go-between for sellers and buyers um, in higher volume and relative ease, um, more so than um, um, live auctions are often able to, to provide. As an art advisor, I have kind of my own perspective from speaking to clients and galleries and other people in the industry I'm always trying to get a sense of where, how everyone's feeling at a given time, where the market is. I'm curious, you know, mm -hmm. you have a really uh, valuable perspective being at Christie's. Um, take us through, I know you touched on this a little bit before, but take us through kind of your perspective on what the market sentiment was like in the early stages of the pandemic, you know, when, mm -hmm. even when it was just confined to China and to kind of where it is now um, as we head into these uh, major auctions. Yeah, what's interesting is that you know people keep saying people keep waiting for there to be a direct <laughs> link between COVID and the health of the art market, and uh, and we haven't seen it yet. I mean, even back in 
February where it was at its peak in China. Um, in our London sales, we had incredibly strong participation from our Chinese bidders um, that was on par with what it would have been, you know, in any other any other season. Um, and the same goes for, you know, the, the contemporary auctions that we have, the smaller contemporary auctions that we host in, um, in early March in New York. Very strong participation across the board. Um, I think the, the, that, that those first couple of weeks of lockdown, of national lockdown, were a bit of a moment of um, a pause. Again, kind of everybody kind of catching their breath and waiting to see what was going to happen. But once the kind of resilience of the market was shown, um, people jumped right back in. And again, I, I I think that people were able to look at it in a in a more thoughtful manner and maybe a way that they weren't able to do previously. Um, the the contemporary auction that Sotheby's last night um, on on Monday evening, I think, were kind of that stamp of approval that everybody was looking for, which is that the art market is alive and well, um, and you know, for quality works of art, people are willing to to pursue and willing to pay top dollar. Yeah, that's that's aligned really with what I saw. That kind of that initial moment with the pandemic when it hit kind of the U.S. and Europe, and there was really a pause where people were really concerned and anxious about you know what the future looked like and the, what the economy would look like and how this would impact us and so I think that at that point I saw a pause and I saw a lot of people kind of take a moment to kind of be on the sidelines and wait to see how things pan mm-hmm. out and then um, you know in certain cases you know if there were sellers that were directly impacted maybe their businesses then you would get some sales but yeah I agree it's completely rebounded and you know I think that's we see that in the stock market as well, um, and now the the market is really seeming to be thriving, which is um, great. As we head into Christie's one auction, um, the catalog just yeah. came out late last week. Um, tell us, mm-hmm. yeah, what will, what will the auction experience be like, and how different is this to anything that Christie's has done before? Well, the the idea came to us because you know we we recognize that we're in totally unprecedented era. And it was like, how do we, how do we react to that? What do we do? Um, and we were all just sitting around literally talking about different ideas and the notion of, of having this kind of relay style auction hit us because you know, we usually are touring artworks all over the world to all our clients. Um, our clients are, are oftentimes flying in to New York to see these things. And we knew that that wasn't going to be possible. Um, and in a kind of a symbolic vein, we are, there has been a tremendous, there's obviously COVID has been a very localized um, experience, you know, everybody has kind of hunkered down in their respective towns and, and cities and homes, but it's a shared experience on a global scale. I think it's one of the first times in, in modern history that we've all shared something simultaneously. And so in a sense, looking at these four major cities across the globe and our collectors who are based around these cities um, and these art markets, being able to kind of connect the dots 
um, literally speaking, was very appealing. And it was very appealing to our clients when we announced the news. Um, collectors seem really excited about it. Um, consigners were really excited about it. Um, you know, a lot of the artworks that were due to be sold in um, in the auction were due to be sold in mid-May in our in our live um, evening sale. And so we had to, you know, go back to the these sellers and say, you know, we've 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 gone back to the drawing board and we've we've created this whole new revolutionary concept. And um, and we still think that you know your artwork is going to be poised to perform tremendously well in it. And the the idea sold itself. Um, I think that it really resonated with people. So we're super excited about it. Basically, the way it's going to work is that um, at 8 a.m. New York time, um, so 8 p.m. Hong Kong time on Friday, July um, 10th, um, our auctioneer, Elaine Kwok, will kick off the auction with um, about nine lots, I believe. Um, and um, we will all be, we as specialists and you know agents of Christie's will be based in New York and London and Paris and Hong Kong, taking phone bids throughout all this process, throughout, you know, her nine lots that she's auctioneering. Um, and then she will pass the gavel off, um, mm-hmm. you know, metaphorically and literally, to um, our auctioneer in Paris, who will auctioneer um, the, the lots that are being sold from there. And then over to London and finally finishing in New York where the bulk of the sale will be. Um, and in each of these respective locations, the artwork is on view for people to see, um, should they wish to come in and see it. But um, we're making it available to be seen in the virtual sense as well, um, because again, we recognize that you know a client in New York wants to see uh, the ripster that's being offered in Hong Kong, for example, and get a sense of the scale and how it plays off the other artworks. Um, and so we've, we've built out this virtual exhibition too. So it's kind of this combination of, of traditional, um, you know, 250 year old, um, you know, uh, kind of approaches to, to selling art. Um, and this very 21st century, very modern experience, which is the digital world that we live in. Um, and you know, our feeling is that on a personal level, this is how we, we live our lives. This is how our clients have suggested that they, you know, live our lives. And the feedback we've got thus far is absolutely the case. Um, so we're really excited about it. Yeah. It sounds like an incredible experience and, um, one that really, as you said, kind of brings together all of you and all of your colleagues, um, around the world, which is really great. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, log in from my computer and check it out. So tell us about... Yeah, that's the thing. Anybody yeah. can watch it, you know, it, which is really cool. We're going to be live streaming it from all over the world simultaneously. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so tell us about the actual art in the Christie's One sale. Um, how how does the material, how does it compare to past seasons? And I, I guess really what I'm trying to ask is, did the pandemic play a role maybe for better or for worse um, in terms of people's desire to sell or maybe even their ability to sell? Um, Again, I don't think that the pandemic was, you know, 
as we try to link the pandemic to the art market, I don't think that that link is there yet. I mean, certainly in habits, but not in buying and selling. Um, so, um, so most of the uh, artwork or significant amount of the artwork in the sale was um, due to be sold in the auction as it were to happen in mid-May. Um, you know, we had, we had pitched the artwork for the sales then. Um, and when we decided we were doing this again, we, we pitched it again. Um, and um, each of those each of those consigners um, was just as they were on board for our, our May 14th auction is on board for our July 10th auction. Um, I, I have to say the caliber of the artwork in the sale is is really unbelievable. Um, and that's my own personal feeling, but also a lot of the the feedback that we've gotten on the marketplace too um, works with incredible provenance coming from, you know, incredibly private collections never before seen. Um, you know, the we have this extraordinary Ruth Asawa that's been, um, you know, in private collection for years and is the absolute best example by the artist to come to market full stop. Um, my favorite lot in the sale is a 1962 painting by Frank Stella that has never been on the marketplace. Um, the current owner acquired it in 19, mid-1960s, I think. If you check out the Rubin um, catalog, they're listed as the owner. Um, and it is so rare that an early, that a 1962 um, concentric comes in the market. So these opportunities to work with these paintings is what I love about Christie's. I always am so proud of the the quality of the works that we get for sale and nothing changed this season. Um, in fact, I think it's, it's perhaps all the more exciting for people because they haven't seen works of this caliber, um, you know, in this, um, in this volume for, you know, since really our November sales. Um, and so it's, it's all the more exciting that, you know, they've waited this long and this is what we've been able to produce. Incredible. Well, we're really excited to watch the auction and uh, some of our listeners hopefully will be participating. Rachel, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and talking with us a little bit about what things were like at the auction house during, throughout this pandemic and really how you transitioned to private sales and online, as well as previewing the upcoming Christie's One auction for us. What's the, again, remind us, when is the Christie's One sale and uh, what's the website uh, we can visit to log in and watch or participate? Yeah, so the, the auction will take place on July 10th. Um, it starts at 8 p.m. Hong Kong time, which is 8 a.m. New York time. Um, and will run consecutively. Um, there will be day sales in the afternoon, 2 p.m. And all information is on Christie's website. And we are open for view at Rockefeller Center, um, King Street in London, Paris, and in Hong Kong for those who are in the, the respective cities and would like to swing by and see everything. Perfect. Rachel, thanks so much again for coming on and best of luck with the sale. Thank you, Adam. Thanks so much to ArtBase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase lets you track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. 
into your data just once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount.